I'm James Hug, and this is Outside the Glass. Outside the Glass is brought to you by SquashProShop.com, our source for equipment for racquetball, badminton, paddle tennis, and of course squash. They carry a great selection of squash equipment from all the top manufacturers at the lowest prices. Rackets and shoes, balls and bags, goggles and grips, they've got it all, and they offer fast and free shipping on orders over $25. For the best selection, prices, and service on the internet, visit squashproshop.com. Today we have an interview with Jamie Bentley. Jamie's one of the great doubles players from Canada. We had a, a, a really nice time uh, chatting uh, about um, how he got into the game and um, why he loves doubles so much. So enjoy. Um, all right, I'm here with Jamie Bentley. Um, Jamie, what was it like growing up with your dad, who was a, a squash professional and one of the people who was sort of a, a major figure in Canadian squash, in North American squash, when you were growing up? How, was, how did that work with squash? You know, did he teach you the game? Did he encourage you to play? Did he say, don't play this game? Like, how, did, how did you get into the game with him? Um, I, I originally got in the game of squash because I actually um, – dislocated my shoulder and broke my humerus bone as a hockey player so I was actually a hockey player and then he said well now you've got nothing to do in the winter so let's start playing some squash and that was at about the age of 14 years old Um, but I also pretty much followed him around to a lot of his tournaments when he played with you know Chuck Wright and Don Leggett and all those kind of guys and even the Howes so I was into the squash but I didn't really play the squash but uh uh, you know, it was all those times, yeah. and I finally got into it as a junior, uh, about 14, 15 years old. It was he somebody who, you know, gave you lessons, played with you every week? Oh, or yeah. Was, yeah, absolutely. Well, he was the he was the pro at the cricket club, yeah. so he had a bunch of juniors that came through, including Clive Caldwell was one right. of his guys. Yeah. So, yeah, I used to get up with him um, once I started to commit, you know, 6.30 in the morning, go to the cricket club, hit the ball with him, do my court sprints, do all that kind of stuff. So he was... Uh, he was a massive influence early on, for sure, before he kind of handed me over to Aziz Khan later, mm-hmm. um, once that all started. Right. But he was, he was a major influence and never never missed a match in Toronto whenever he could make it. Um, so it was good. Yeah, he was great. He was so you, you would go before school and, and, yep. and train? Yep. I would go. A few times I caught him leaning on the back wall asleep or his <laughs> eyes closed. I think it was a little bit too early, but uh, so I sort of took it easy. But yeah, he was an early bird. I'm an early bird. And we used to do everything before before school at the cricket club, for sure. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And, um, so tell me about doubles, because uh, you were unusual uh, getting into doubles at a younger age. Most people sort of get into it in their mid-20s, you know, after they finish college. And it's sort of, you know, a, a game that if you have a lot of experience, you do well in. Yeah. And you were very young when you got started. So how did you switch from singles to doubles? Or Well, funny enough, um, at, again, this is a cricket club thing. There was a group of um, older gentlemen that used to play Sunday mornings, and uh, one of them being Clive's father, who one of the guys didn't show up. And I was about 14 or 15 years old. And they said, hey, kid, you want to come down and play some doubles? Didn't have any idea what to do. And started playing with them. And then conveniently, every Sunday after that, someone didn't show up. So I started playing with these guys because I was younger. I was hitting the ball hard. And they thought it was great that they were teaching me how to play the game. So it was really these four guys. And then other guys was uh, Tiger Benson, Ian Shaw, um, Clive's dad, and I can't remember the other guy. So 
it was really that. And also, back in the day, um, at the cricket club, the singles courts were always taken. So all of us juniors would go on the doubles court and play something called cutthroat. Um, so we would actually play both sides. There would be five or six juniors on this court playing kind of singles on a doubles court. But you got to learn everything about the doubles court how, itself. With a singles ball or a doubles ball? With a doubles ball. And, and, and how would you play? What were the yeah, rules? Everybody started at 15. And then whoever lost just goes down 14-13. So it was the survivor, the guy with the most points at the end of the game. And you would follow each other. So if you're mad at one of your buddies, you would actually set. You know, you would set somebody up to nail him. So there was all these little games going on. But, you know, we spent a lot of time on the just the doubles court itself, not necessarily playing doubles. Right, but, but messing around. Just messing around and throwing it all around and just having some fun out there. And I think that, that actually, uh, you know, Taylor Taylor Fawcett, mm-hmm. Paul Duratney, all those guys that are very, very good doubles players in themselves. So Came, came out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's something to be said for the, like, screwing around the court and just having fun and not yeah. having, like, a serious clinic, but just enjoying being out there and banging the ball. We, yeah. we couldn't wait. I mean, the cutthroat was a lot of fun, so... And then uh, at what point did you start playing, you know, professionally? Or, um, we you know, we big were, um, you know, Alan Grant and I played as, uh, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-olds. Um, my first pro sort of whatever with a, was with a buddy, and I, uh, buddy of mine named Cam Douglas who was at the Worlds at the Cricket Club. And we managed to beat Sharif Khan and uh, Elger from Seattle. Um, Mark Elger? Oh, yeah, yeah. Alger. Elger. Elger. So Mark we managed Elger. to beat them in the first round. So we were like 16, 16, 17 years old. We got a little front page of the Globe Mail sports section. It was really cool. And it was just fun. So we, we started really getting into it when we were 16, 17. And were you old. naturally a right waller? Or yeah, that, total right, just total right that's waller. That's how it worked right, from, right the from, the, from the beginning. It was just, uh, I liked just to hit the ball as hard as I could. Got some, got some serious energy out of, out of myself. And uh, I, I loved it. I loved the right side. You know, I played a little bit on the left, but I was... And it was exactly like Maurice was saying. You know, you just... You grew up in that era. You had a job to do. You always found shooters for the left-hand side. And, um, you know, that was, was just your thing. So I, I loved it. I loved it. But you got, at some point, pretty quickly, um, not only very good, but uh, very good at shooting. I mean, there was some point where you learned how to hit the reverse. And well, yeah. Yeah. I, um, a little bit was kind of forced but um, you know again I just sort of focused on that one shot I mean I had the cross courts and the low drives and that kind of stuff and then you know I just started like Maurice says then you just start shooting you just, yeah. and it was really Maurice that was sort of like you have to start adding something once a year I mean, you're going to have a long career, so if you can just add one shot now, and then next year add another shot, and that kind of stuff. So. And would you add shots based, like, on solo practice, like, you know, yeah. playing for hours, or, yeah. like, how would you... Yeah, it was a lot of solo. I mean, I, and I still, to this day, even though I haven't played any doubles in three or four years, I still just go on and hit by myself, because it's fun. It's a fun thing. It's like a driving range in, in golf, right? I mean, it's just kind of fun to go out there and hit shots. But, yeah, a lot of solo, um, a lot of... Um, what Gary Waite and I used to call the cross-court game, which is the two of us. So it was a big training thing for Gary and I. So a lot of that stuff. What would you, what would you just bash balls cross-court at each other? It was a cross-court game. So it was he, all his winners had to be on my side. All my winners had to be on his side. So we focused on the front left and back left corners, and he would do the same to me. Massively long rallies, and um, it was just fun. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if, you know, we go for hours. Hours. You, you know Gary. Yeah. Gary's just you can't keep, I mean, freaking machines. So. Yeah. <laughs> all day, all, all day. All day, all day. You know, we used to do that a lot. So, yeah. Um, I, I remember watching you in the in the Johnson one year. You guys came out. You're both wearing all black, and you were just, like, intimidating. You know, you were just, like, 
you hit the ball harder than everybody else, and you were just intimidating. Yeah, I mean, he was a he was a good partner. He was a he, you just knew he was going to be ready. He's uh, very focused. He you know he lived in Toronto, so we could train. I used yeah. to love to train with my partner and right. go out and go out with my partner. You know, travel with my partner. Right. I just thought it was the, the that was whole the way deal. to do it. Yeah. I think so. I, yeah. I enjoyed it because he went to New York. I think right. after the third year, yeah. we just decided to, to split, split up. up. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he didn't really want to. I just said, you know what, I just like the full package. Whatever happens, happens. And he went on to have a fantastic career with, 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 with uh, Damien. Damien. So, yeah. uh, and well, Mark Talbot first and then Yeah, Damien. Mark Talbot, yeah. So, um, yeah. But do, so do you have like a memorable match with Gary or with anybody? I mean, in, in the 25 years you played professionally, was there yeah, um, some matches that you wish you would, you know, well, like your best win, your worst loss? Like, do you have that? Like, yeah, there was, there was, um, there was, it was actually against, um, it was against Mark and Gary, where Willie Hosey and I were playing. We were down two-one at the Heights Casino in the semifinals, and um, I think we were down twelve-six, twelve-seven, and managed to win in five. And I remember Gary leaving the club in his squash clothes, wet. He did not shower. He was not happy. I'm not sure if I like that more than anything else. And then we managed to beat, I think, Damien and Kenton in the final. But that that semifinal, for a lot of reasons, was just just, just very satisfying. Because Damien and Gary pretty much owned us that year, mm. except for that one. And we also won the Worlds beat, right. uh, in the Worlds that same year. So right. I think we lost about 16 other times to them in the final. Good matches. But uh, that, that, was a, that, was a, that was a good match. What about your worst loss ever? Uh, we were, uh, Kenton Jernigan and I were up. I think we were up 2-1, I don't know what the score was, 13-something against Gary and Pepe Martinez, who, by the way, I think is one of the most underrated doubles players who never really played, who was amazing. Like, he was a very, very good doubles player. And they won uh, 19 straight points. They beat us. Uh, what? They, they won 15-13 and went up 12-0 in the fifth. Never forget it. Ken and I are just looking at where, each other. Where was this? This is in Boston. And at the University uh, Club. Yeah, and they won. They beat us like we actually had a little bit of a eight, nine point string at the end there, and we ended, they ended up being 15, 11 in the fifth. But there was a 17, 18, 19 point swing where it was just it was just unstoppable. Like you just it just went. Were you making errors or were they hitting uh, shots or both? Do you know much about Kenton's game? I mean, oh, yeah, he yeah, would yeah. flow right. Yes. So like, the flow stopped. The flow <laughs> stopped. So you know he was making winners, and then he could just you know he could go for some tins, and you live and die with the shooters, That's right. which I totally understand. And Pepe Martinez started hitting a bunch of back wall nicks and service this. And, you know, I ended up accidentally hitting Kent. Like, everything kind of went, didn't go our way and went their way. And, and it was like, I think 17 points in a row. And they were up 12 nothing in the fifth. Never forget it. So, it was, uh, we had it. We had match balls. So, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, last question. Yeah. Like, why, you know, what is it about doubles, hardball doubles? What, what, why is it such a great game? Um... I mean, first of all, I grew up in team sports, so I really enjoy the team uh, aspect of of, yeah. of double squash. I like having a partner. I like you know high fiving. I like strategizing. I like practicing. I love that side of it, and I just think there's lots of things going on that people don't really know what's going on. I mean, you've got your partner you have to worry about, and you've got your also your two other opponents that you have to worry about, right. and then you have to hit all your little things, trying to figure out what all three of them are going to do next. And I right. just think it's a it's a, a mass, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a massive little dance, chess, however you want to do it. And the offense and the defense happen so quickly in doubles. And it can happen 
like eight or nine times in one rally. Right. All of a sudden, you think you got things going, and then your partner throws something up, and you're under pressure, and then you get that taken care of, and then you're back on, and you're back off. I just think it's, I think it's a really, really cool yeah. sport. I think it's very underrated. Yeah. Like when a lot of my buddies come down and watch, and they're like, this is a really cool sport, even though I have no idea really what's going on. <laughs> right. It looks really, really cool. Balls are flying. Like, I'm sure yeah. you've heard that, right? Yeah. It just oh, yeah. looks like a really cool sport. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, a, yeah. it's fast, but yeah. it's also... And uh, also the struggle. squash community in a whole are just such great people. Yeah. You know, and you get four four guys, and there's always some social afterward. It's a, it's just fun. It's a lot of fun, and it's it's not gonna. I mean, Toronto's got a bunch of clubs now that are having two and three courts. You know, so it's still growing in Toronto. It's really. Good. I mean, Toronto's the the squash capital of the world in large part. It is. Yeah. And and, and it is often you could say because of doubles. There's just so much doubles going yeah. on there, right? So I mean, the cricket club just put in a third court. I mean, and that's just uh, that place is thriving. Yeah. And all. Yeah. Levels, right? I mean, even the young right. guys it used to be kind of an old man's yep. retirement sport for right. the softball guys, and you'd hit 35, 40, you'd start to play some doubles. A lot of young guys are starting to play it now in their 20s, yeah. So, it's yeah. good. Women. women, so are you still giving lessons? Because that was one thing that very few people actually are like double instructors yeah. giving lessons, and you've always been doing that, yeah. And is that yeah, are so more people doing that? And like, is that um, becoming? I don't, you know, I really focus on my Cambridge Club boys. So um, yeah. I don't play anymore. So what I do is I stand at the very back, uh, at the tee at the back. Yeah. Um, and I have four of the boys in front of me, and I just uh, bark, them. I just bark away, and I have a racket in my hand, and I'm pushing them with my racket to get forward. Yeah. I'll stop rallies. I'll say, "Why'd you do this?" Um, and I just move. I slide behind on the back wall as the uh, ball comes around. So it's it's great. It's easy. And they get they get tired of me, but it's still fun, a lot of fun. It's an easy it's easy to teach. I don't I, you know a lot of the guys they you know they have the pro out there, and I think they like the pro to play. Yeah, that's what happens to this play. Right, yeah. but you know if the pro's playing, they can't see really what you're doing all the time. So I right. think this is a kind of a, a nice way to teach where you can actually see what everybody's doing, and you're all four of them are actually getting benefit from every time from you say something. Right, right? that's right. So, yeah, yeah, it works out well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an amazing game. Yeah, and the future you know keeps going getting bigger. Yeah, wish you could get on TV. Yeah. Be good. Well, we always said softball would never be televisable. It's too small a court. And now we're doing a beautiful job. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Doubles is the next frontier. Got it. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jamie. You're welcome. Was that okay? That was perfect. Outside the Glass would like to thank our producer, Grant Irving, our sponsor, SquashProShop.com, and all you loyal listeners who comment and share our podcasts online and on social media. Next month, we will have an exciting interview with That's a Wonderful Blast from the Past. And do one more time. Next month, we will have an exciting interview That's a Wonderful Blast from the Past. May all your next roll.